Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week which is very, very exciting. I feel like my voice is so gross today and just like, oh, you know when you just feel like you might have pushed it too hard and I feel like I may have pushed it too hard this weekend. Oh no, I haven't pushed it too hard. I just, I don't really go out that much anymore I've realised. I don't, I don't really drink that much. I mean, like I do... But I don't. At the same time, I don't drink. Like, I don't go out that much at all. And this week I did. And oh my god, yesterday I actually thought I was going to die. I actually thought this is the end. There is no more life left in me. And I also thought it was really funny. Like, the week before the marathon, loads of people I bet just, like, prepping and doing all of their, like, exercise and stuff. I haven't worked out since Sunday. I had a full week off and all I've done is eaten and drank. I've done no exercise. I haven't even been super healthy. It's been terrible, but honestly, I don't mind. I'm not bothered. I suddenly realised I was talking to my boyfriend about it and I was really nervous about the marathon and he was like, Bella, you need to take a deep breath because you're not going to win. So you need to just enjoy it. And I was like, you're so right. In my head, it was a competition. And all of a sudden, I realised that it is not a competition because I am not going to win. It's just like a fun thing to do. It's like running around London with loads of people. Like, it's really fun. So now I've switched it into my mind. There's literally zero pressure. Like, I could walk it if I wanted to. And I'm absolutely fine with that. But anyway, let's do a life update because this week has been so hectic and busy, but really good. So last time I spoke to you was on Friday... Saturday, awful day, awful day, burnt myself out, it was just an awful day, you know, you just do too many things, and by the end of it, I had a really bad migraine, and then Sunday, I left, and I came to Manchester, which was really nice, and we went to a pub, and when I got there, we just went to the pub, like I said, and then we had some drinks, made some dinner, very chill, very chill, we're watching Modern Family at the moment, and I love it, like, I've been watching it on my own, And so, because it's like, you don't really need to be there for the storyline. It just, like, jumps in and out whenever we're together. And, God, it's so great. It's such a good comfort show. It's like Gilmore Girls, Modern Family. Two incredible programmes. So we're watching that. And then on Monday, like adults, we went to the library. How professional. And I submitted my essay, so that was, like, a big tick done. And then we went to the pub again. Oh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't go to the pub. We made sushi on one Monday night. And then on Tuesday, we... This is when... How could I forget? I signed up to do a course. So I had to do this thing called... So you know when you see maps and, like, disease maps and everything? I learned how to make those, which was really good for my dissertation. Like, it's going to be really, really useful. Like, a good skill to know how to do. But it was just one of those things that I signed up to do. And then it was my first week of holiday. And I was just like, I can't believe I've signed up myself to do a course. Like, I cannot believe it. But... I enjoyed doing it and it was interesting and then we made a nice dinner on Tuesday night and then Wednesday, this is where it all started going downhill, like it was fairly self-restraint, like you know those few days, they were okay, Tuesday we went shopping, got a coffee, it was lovely and then Wednesday, I also had the course but you know when mentally you're kind of like halfway through a course and because it was online all day, I found it so hard to listen, like I found it so hard to focus but I completed the course all fine. Then, we decide we're going to go out for some food. We go to this incredible curry house, which was so yummy. It was called this and that. And if you're in Manchester, you should go. And it was really cheap. So we went there. And then we were like, oh, should we just go for a pint somewhere? Just like, just get a drink somewhere. Well, we got a drink. We stumbled across a happy hour. 
£13.50 for a bottle of wine. That's very cheap. And we hadn't been out yet. And we were just like, oh, we'll get one. And then by the time we got one, we're like, should we get another? Yeah, got another. And then, then it went downhill. Because then we got the third bottle. And we didn't need to get the third bottle. The third bottle was silly. It was silly. But we got it. And then by that point, oh, I was very drunk. I was very, very, very drunk because I hadn't eaten all day. Hadn't really eaten that day. Rookie error. Who does that? Everyone knows you're not meant to go out if you haven't eaten. So, came back home, was very drunk. Woke up Thursday, thought, this is the end of my life. I can't open... Apparently, I was so arsy in the morning. Louis was like, you were just so grumpy. Because any noise, I was just like, no... I'm not opening my eyes, like, this is a bad headache. Because it was a wine therapy, a wine therapy, a wine, like, hangover, it was just so, such a bad headache. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, my best friend was coming up. And so I had to rally myself because it was meant to be, like, we were meant to go to this event, but the event got cancelled. So we ended up going out instead, just, like, to a few pubs. And she came up from Sheffield and then we went to, like, a few other pubs. But you just know that first drink, that first drink was really hard. It was very, because mm, we drank wine again. But I've now realised why people drink wine when they're out. Because it, although it doesn't taste as nice, it's cheaper. And you know where you stand with it. And I never used to understand that. But because you know, like you know how much you should be drinking. And I know I can have like more glasses of wine I can't drink that many pints because it's too much liquid. Like, I just can't do it. So, wine works better, but it is more expensive. Like, we went to a function for the happy hour. It was £16.50. Like, to me, that feels like quite a lot of money for a happy hour bottle. And it wasn't incredible. It wasn't as nice as the other place. The other place was better. Um, But, yeah, then we went to Yes Bar, which was really nice. I hadn't been there before. And I know that's, like, quite a big one in Manchester. And you can sit at the top and it's, like, a roof terrace. But they had this thing on where it was, like, swap for a shot. And these people with, like, this Jaeger, like, you know, Jaeger bombs, like, Jaegermeister. It was that. And they've brought out a new thing called, like, it's cold brew coffee Jaeger. Don't know how I feel about it. It was alright. Like, it was alright. But if you wanted, like, a shot of it, you just had to swap them anything. And I just gave them ketchup. Like, I had ketchup in my bag from when I went to the shop. Don't ask. And I gave them one of those. And I got a shot out of it. So it worked. Like, it worked in our favour. But still, cold brew Jaeger was, like, a strange combination. I wish I was skiing and I feel like that would be a perfect skiing drink. I really want to be skiing right now. All of my friends are skiing. And I'm not. I say all of my friends, two of my friends are. And I would do anything to swap places with them. Because I never really understood why I found like skiing such a relaxing holiday. And it was because I remember talking to mum last year and being like, I maybe even mentioned it on the podcast about thinking that like because my mind's entertained I can properly relax now I have ADHD diagnosis makes so much sense so much sense but I would have loved that I feel like I really want to go away abroad just have like a bit of a break you know maybe this week in Manchester was a break but it also you know when you're staying in someone else's room like it doesn't feel like my room I guess it never feels like your room, though, wherever you're staying. There's something really nice about being in your own bed and having all of your things around me. Oh, but then on Thursday, as I said, we went out and then it ended up turning into, like, a bit of a house party. 
Then I went to bed at like three or four. And I woke up yesterday and I had to travel back. And my journey was five hours long. Now, honestly, guys, it was absolutely, it was one of the worst journeys I've ever been on. Not to be dramatic, but I did think I was dying. I did, th- I, oh, I thought it was going to be sick. It was awful. But anyway, we're back home now. And I'm meeting my mum today, which is really exciting. I haven't seen her in five months. No, that's dramatic. Four months. I haven't seen her since Christmas. So I'm really excited to go home. No, to see her. We're going to go out for lunch somewhere. She mentioned about going to Ave Maria in Covent Garden. And I've looked at all the photos and it looks so lovely. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's where we can go. But it'll be really nice to have like a proper catch up because... It's just been so hectic and so busy that I've been really bad at being on my phone and like messaging people and calling people and texting people. Like I've just been not, not good at it. Actually, <clears throat> this brings me on to a little question. On every single question box that I put up, one of you guys types in and it's like, why do you take so long to reply to messages? And then loads of question marks. One thing, I've been through all of my messages. I don't have anything else to reply to. Um, and if I do, then just double message me. Like, please, I'm very forgetful. And I have a lot of things to think about. And sometimes I just like, I'm, I'm not good at replying sometimes. I just forget. So it's not me being rude. If you have messaged me and I don't reply, just message me again. Because it'll bring it up to the top. And that's really helpful. And please, just please do that because it's so much easier. And I don't want you to think I'm being rude by not messaging you. I'm just bad at messaging people at the moment because there's so many other things going on. So just message me again because as soon as I see the message, I will reply. But anyway, back to this. Because tomorrow is the London Marathon. Tomorrow is the day. And am I ready? I don't know if I'd... I don't... <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it ready. I'd call it, she's going to run. I don't have trainers that are going to be comfy for 13 miles, but I am going to be a bit broken by the end as well. I also feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. I need to spend today, like, searching. Like, what am I meant to even do tomorrow? Like, where do I even arrive? Where do I go? I don't know any of these things. What bag do I need to bring? I really haven't thought any of this through, but I'm really hoping it doesn't rain because I really need to wear my headphones, and if I can't wear my headphones, I will cry. That'll be, like, 13 miles is long on your own. Um, And so, the plan is for me to be running. By the time you're listening to this, I'll be on my way. How exciting. Um, And then I'll be running, and then my mum's coming to see me, my nana's coming to see me, my auntie and my cousins are coming, and my housemate. One of my housemates is in Spain. So rude, Anna. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Um, But she's going to Spain. So we're all going to go out for lunch afterwards. And I found this really nice pub in, you know, the coal mines part of, I don't think it's called that. The gold, gold mines, coal mines. There's a part of London behind King's Cross, which I didn't even know existed. And it's like a new development type of area. And I found a pub in there. And honestly, their grilled cheese sandwich looked incredible. Looked incredible. Looked like it could rival that of... Do you guys know Northern Soul in Manchester? The toasty place. Oh, incredible. I took my friend there on Tuesday. Oh, no, on when Thursday? On Thursday. So delicious. And now they have a new toasty. One second to just sidetrack and tell you all about it. Where you can get, like, just standard toasty and add anything onto it for £7.50. It was delicious. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's one of my favourite places to eat. And I have no shame. 
I have zero shame about it because I think it was delicious. But anyway, marathon tomorrow and then I'm going to go home to my nan. Well, I don't know. I'm undecided. I don't know whether to go home, like go back to my nan's with my mum on the Sunday and then stay over a night on the Monday um, or come back here. I kind of feel like I haven't been at home that much and I would like to come back here. But then I also, so silly, but it's not that silly. There's this song and by Lord, and I don't know when, but I don't know where she says it in. And I think it's maybe like Wishing Bone song. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, she says in it, she's like, spend as much time with the people you come, like spend as much time as you can with the people you love. And I just, I feel very like self-conscious about the tough fact that like, although yes, I want to spend another night at home, not everyone's going to be around forever. And I want to make sure I spend as much time as I can with them. So I know I will end up going. Like, I know that this will end up what will happen. What did I just say? That will be what ends up happening. So that'll be lovely, because especially because the charity shops in my nana's town, next level. You know that leather jacket that I always wear in literally every single photo when I'm in Manchester? I only wear it because I can only bring one coat, and it's a very good coat that goes with everything. DKNY leather jacket, £50. Got a Burberry blazer, £50. The amount of tops and gold hoops and shoes and... Mum found a Mew Mew bag in the charity shops. Let's just... Off spray bags. Like, designer stuff, guys. Like, nowhere. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to gatekeep it. I'm going to keep it top secret. Well, I will tell you guys where it is after tomorrow. Or maybe I won't. Maybe, like, personal privacy. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't tell you. Um, But it's really, really good. So that's my plan for Monday. And then... As if I'm going home on Thursday. I feel like this holiday is going so fast, but like I know it's gonna be so lovely to go home and like see my grandparents and like see everyone and oh I am excited. It's kind of like I'm torn though because I do want to spend time in London and like just relax and I don't feel like I'm properly relaxing yet. Like I had such a nice time in Manchester, but it's not like my home, you know? I guess sometimes you've got to be more flexible with it, and I've realised I've got to be less, like less precious about where I'm staying and stuff because I don't want it to ruin things. Like, I need to be able to enjoy wherever. And, like, being able to spend that amount of time with my boyfriend was really nice. I feel like it it just felt more normal. And it was quite nice as well, being able to... I need to stop picking my nails. Um, It was really nice, both of us having stuff on whilst we were spending time with each other. Does that make sense? I feel like sometimes when you're in a long-distance relationship and you go and see each other then there can be like a pressure to do activities with each other all the time because you're like okay we have four days together make the most of these four days but it can just make them very intense like and quite expensive and it's not bad like sometimes those days are like so much fun and they're lovely and everything but I think it definitely puts a pressure on them you can't just hang out and the reality is like we've both had such a busy term that the reason we were going is because we wanted to just hang out like that's what we wanted to do I've realized I've just put you like really far away like we just wanted to hang out and like just spend time with each other it wasn't necessarily to for me to get a tour of Manchester and I also feel like because I've been to Manchester so many times now like he's lived there for three years I do feel like Manchester is like a second home and because I like go there so often I feel like very like comfortable there and I really like where he's living at the moment because it's so central so it's so easy to get everywhere so you can just pop out and not have to think about like the train journey or the tube journey no they don't have tubes just the train journey no not even train bus journey it's a really nice kind of it's nice to feel comfortable there now 
and especially because I feel like I know people there now, like I know his friends, I know his friendship group, like I've spent a lot of time with them, so I feel comfortable around them, so it doesn't really feel so much of like a, like we're going to Manchester, it's more just like I'm popping over to see him, which is really nice, and I feel like I'm very grateful that it's got to that comfortable stage now, and I know you've probably been like, well yeah Bella, it's three years, of course it's at that comfortable stage, but it took, it takes a while to feel, like, comfortable in a place, like, in a city that's not your own, especially when you're not living there yourself, like, you know, especially because there was massive gaps as well, like, I wouldn't go all of summer, and so it, like, takes time for it to start feeling, like, really comfortable again, but this last time, it felt really comfortable, and I think it's also impacted by my, like, headspace, I think right now I'm in quite a good headspace with everything, um, I don't have any, like, I don't have any deadlines on, which is really nice, and, like, such a change, and so that probably impacts everything as well, doesn't it, really? I wasn't really thinking of it like that, but that definitely, that changes things. And I think another one of the things that changes things is knowing that I'm kind of on the right path with things. I'm not going to go too much into, actually, I'm not going to mention it, because this is next week's podcast content, so I'm going to gonna keep quiet. But kind of knowing you're on the right path with things and feeling like you're going in the right direction makes you feel more on top of your stuff and I also got some really good feedback about my I got this that group project thing I was doing last term we got distinction in it so that was crazy and then I sent my supervisor my proposal for my dissertation and she said it was really good and that there was like like it was a really good proposal like well done and I was like yes this is so good because that literally took me months literally took me months to finish and polish off and make better and better and better and then it got to the point you know you're editing something and you're just like I'm not making any serious changes here there's no point me doing this so I just sent it off and she said it was really good so that's exciting but anyway on to the content part of this week's podcast because this week we're talking about healing the relationship with yourself when you guys suggested this title and it was interesting because a lot of the podcast episodes that you guys wanted There was a lot of like, how do you create a relationship with yourself? Like, how do you get to know who you are? How do you become more confident? And I think a lot of these questions stem from needing to heal the relationship with yourself because then once that is healed, all of these things will come. So I thought it was a really good episode to record. And if you're not already following me on Instagram and on TikTok, please make sure you go and do that because then you can interact with the podcast too and you can suggest podcast titles and then we get an even better podcast episode for everyone. Anyway, onto the content for this week's podcast so this week's podcast we are talking about healing the relationship with yourself because I think it's something that I I like it's a continual process and I don't think it's ever going to be like completely sorted I feel like growing up is such a strange thing because when you're born like when you're a child you have such like this incredible relationship with yourself and then as you get older and older and older there's like you distance yourself you don't become like you don't even know yourself like teenager time you're surrounded by people who are so impactful on your life and it's like there's so many different influences and then you get to a point like your 20s where you're like fuck me I don't even know who I am like I don't know who I am anymore because there's been so many other influences on me that I don't know who I am and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what I want and I don't know what I need and I don't know how to prioritise these things that I want to make sure that I live a life that's in alignment with how I want to live my life, you know? And I feel like you kind of have this like slowly wake up call where you realise you don't really know anything and you start to question like, oh, am I just doing this because I want to do it or am I doing this because everyone has told me I like doing it? Like, do I actually enjoy this thing or have I just been always told I enjoy this thing? And it's like a tricky thing to unpack. And I think this is why healing the relationship you have with yourself. I spoke about like curating a relationship with yourself and about getting to know yourself. 
But I think it's really important to then create a relationship with yourself in a way that's very healthy. And I think half of that involves healing that relationship with yourself that you've kind of lost. Because I think we all, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and he was saying about, it was it was Diary of a CEO and he was talking about with this guy. And this guy was saying about how everyone has trauma from childhood. Like everyone has something that's happened. Like it's not, maybe no, maybe it wasn't trauma. It's like everyone has something in childhood that has impacted them and made them deal with things in a certain way. And it's things that you have to go through. And it could be something as simple as like your mum not picking you up from school one time or like these little things happening and they impact your relationship with yourself. And I think about how many things we've all been through throughout our lives, throughout our like childhood and teenage years, which obviously impact the relationship that you have with yourself. And there's so many things that I look back on that I think are like ways that I process things now. I look back on and I wonder why do I feel like that? Why do I feel like that? Like what what is it about like really silly one, really silly one. When like I love chatting to new people, I love meeting new people. I'm like I love talking to them, I love finding out things about people. Like I love that. I really love having conversations with people. That's not something that's scary for me. But if you were like, okay, we're going to walk into a room full of people that you don't know, literally be having a panic attack. That's horrific. And I would do it and I would enjoy it. But the nerves beforehand and how sick I would feel. And do you know why? It's because my mind jumps to thinking that I'm just going to be all on my own. That no one's going to talk to me. That no one's going to like me. That I'm just going to end up having to speak on my own. That I'm going to end up having to leave. And it was such a silly jumping thought process because there's literally no facts that have made that think that that should happen. Like there's no recently there hasn't been anything where that's ever happened. And it happened the other day. My boyfriend was like, like I'm going to be there with you. Why are you being like this? Like there's like you don't need to be worried about it. You're not going to be on your own. And I had a great time. And I wasn't on my own. It was so silly. And I tried to loads of like do you know what I mean? All of these worst case scenarios didn't happen. But when someone tells me to come with them to something in a room full of people that I don't know, my instant thought is that I'm going to be on my own and that no one's going to want me there. And I look back over like my childhood and my teenage years and I think about relationships that I had where I was put in positions where those things happened to me. That implicates the relationship I have with myself because that's now what I expect from different scenarios. And this is why healing that relationship with yourself is so important because if you don't heal it, if you don't kind of recognize these cycles that your brain's going through. So for me, meeting new people, like that's a big one that my brain goes through about me not enjoying it, not having a good time. Like that's a big cycle for me that I recognize and I see as important and I need to get like heal because it only impacts you and also it's not true. I think all of these things that are kind of ways that my brain jumps to like worst case scenarios isn't healthy and it's not something that's kind and it's not something that's truthful. So I think that's why that's why this podcast episode is important because it's something that implicates all of your life and it's something that if you don't heal the relationship with yourself or at least get good at spotting when there's issues with the relationship with yourself then you can really find it hard to go on forward. And I think you can also make something that you could have, like that limiting factor of me not enjoying, me thinking that I'm not going to enjoy or like I'm going to be really bad at meeting new people. Now I've done it and I remember how it was and I had a good time and I met lovely people and I had like, I really enjoyed myself. 
now I've done that, the next time it happens and I feel that anxiety, I'm going to take a deep breath and be like, no, it worked out well before, it's going to work out well again. And this is why it's so important to heal that relationship with yourself. Because by doing that, you start to retrain the way that your brain thinks about things. And then you can start to see a more positive outlook on so many different things because you're healing these old issues. That means that you're not constantly perpetuating cycles that reinforces these old issues that you have. And I think that's why it's so important. So I think the first step in healing a relationship with yourself is realising that things that you need to heal. And I think, as I said, mine is expecting the worst from a situation. And I know this is something I need to heal. And I think you know when something is something that like doesn't work quite, like isn't going great. Because when you're put in the experience where you have to experience it, when you put, sorry, when you're put in the position you have to experience it, you get a really strong emotional reaction that's like kind of uncalled for, like not really... Like, doesn't really feel that necessary. It's like when I got told about... If I get told about meeting those new people, the anxiety I get, the anxiety I get from a situation like that is so overwhelming and so kind of like... I can't imagine anything good coming of it. And I'm literally like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want that to happen in the slightest. And I think another one of the biggest things that I have is like, as an issue, is that I always recognize and no I don't always trust that people love me which is really strange one to admit and it's kind of like I don't I just I find it a really hard time comprehending that someone likes me as much as I like them I find it really hard to kind of think that it's not a fully one-sided relationship and I think this is the other thing that's like in healing the relationship with myself is something that I've become better at recognizing and better at thinking about and kind of learning to recognize the love that other people have for me but I find it really hard to think about and I don't know why and I think it's maybe because I've had relationships where that lover hasn't like been there and I've just always loved people more like I feel like in every other relationship apart from the one I'm in now I've always liked the other person more and their actions have always shown me that like when I was with my last relationship and then he cheated on me so many times I just you know it's that kind of that really reaffirmed in my head that, like, I like you more than you like them. And, like, I know I like you more than you like me. And then that's made it really hard for me to trust that people love me. And I've recognised that in different patterns in quite a lot of my relationships because I've recognised that in my inability to open up to people, which is very ironic because I know I have the podcast. I know that's really, like, strange to admit, but I'm not good at communicating when things don't go well. I'm not good at communicating when I'm not happy about something. I would rather, like, something happens and I go silent. Like, I literally go so quiet. I don't speak anymore. It's awful. And it's really unproductive. And this is why I'm now recognising these kind of, like, cycles that I'm in because these cycles are only constantly repeating themselves like they're just going round and round and round and round and I think this is why the first step in healing that relationship with yourself is recognizing the patterns that you're not learning and recognizing the patterns and the lessons that keep recycling into your life because there's this thing isn't there whereas like if you don't learn a lesson if you don't understand a lesson the universe will keep repeating it until you understand that lesson and life will keep repeating it until you understand that lesson and I think it's because if you don't learn from something you're constantly going to be making the same mistakes over and over and over again and so you will constantly have that lesson thrown in your face and so this is why healing that relationship with yourself recognizing the things that aren't going great that aren't working for your brain that like you're not healed from is so important but I also think it's important to recognize that these things take time I think recognizing that 
these things that aren't great in the relationship with yourself and the things that don't make you feel great because if you don't recognize them then they're just constantly going to keep recycling into your life but also understanding that if you like it takes time to recognize these patterns because it takes time for things to become a pattern and sometimes these things that like toxic in your life are only going to repeat under certain circumstances so it's not going to be happening like every single day and I think that's something that I struggled with it's like why is it taking me so long to heal from this or like so long to recognize this as an issue and it's because these things these situations they don't arise every single day they arise like at random points when those exact situations can happen again and so it can be really easy to ignore them when you're not constantly aware of them and so this is why the first step in kind of like healing that relationship with yourself is recognizing the patterns you're not learning and becoming very self-aware about when you don't feel great and it's like it's the moments where you feel irrational where you feel irrationally overwhelmed about things because that tends to be when I feel like my kind of like my scars that my past reactions and responses to things are flaring up when it feels like an irrational response to a current situation that is what I think of as a this is this is stemming from something else because if it's irrational it doesn't fit exactly what's just happened and it was like my response to meeting new people was totally irrational it was so irrational and it didn't need to happen and I think this is why now I look for those moments where I feel totally kind of like overwhelmed with it all kind of totally like uncertain about what I need to be feeling like them because I feel overwhelmed because I don't know why I should feel a certain way or how I should feel a certain way and that's really important and I think in healing that relationship with yourself and recognizing these issues where you feel really overwhelmed or really kind of like out of control I think that's what it feels like when these like past things come up that you don't feel like you've healed from you feel out of control in those moments where you feel like you should be in control it can be really disorientating and really hard But by coming more self-aware with these things, by becoming more aware of the things that are going wrong and things going right and the moments where you feel out of control, you can then make yourself feel like you know, well, then you know yourself way more because you recognise the scars and the faults that you have. And then when you recognise kind of like the things that aren't so pretty, the things that are a bit uglier, the things that not everyone wants to talk about, the things not everyone wants to see, when you recognise those moments about yourself and those things within yourself, you then find out more about who you are and I think that's when I was you know when I was saying about how as you get older and all of these things different happen and you get these different scars and you feel like you kind of you're walking away like each scar is like a step further away from who you used to be and then all of a sudden you have you and all of these other things in front between like you and your like true self there's all of these different scars there's all of these different experiences that pull you away from like your truest self and who you really want to be by understanding what these things are between you. It's almost like you have a map back to where you want to be. It's like a treasure trail, you know? All of a sudden you see all these like, you can build the bridges that jump over the streams that are between you and your true self. Maybe this doesn't make sense, but in my brain, I can really see it. I can see it like I'm sat here and my true self is sat over on my desk and there's all of these little streams that you can't, like all of these little streams that are like bad things that have happened, bad habits that I've learned, like bad experiences that have trained my brain to think a certain way and I don't know what they are and I keep ignoring them and as I keep ignoring them I keep tripping because I keep just trying to walk to my truest self and things just keep happening like I'll have really moments of intense emotion like I did just then with not just then but like I just explained just then but by looking at these patterns looking about like okay what happens when do I trip when do I fall over I can now understand what these issues are and think about how they're implicating my life and unpack them so I can build bridges over them so then I can get to the true self because 
you know these things have impacted the way your character works you know it's not all in your head and I think this is why in finding out who you are and developing a character and a personality and an independence from others it's getting yourself back to that true version of yourself and understanding all of your flaws and faults in the process and this is why I think seeing the patterns like take a moment to sit down Think about those moments when you feel totally overwhelmed, totally out of control, where your response is not fitting to the situation that's happened and ask yourself, why do I feel that then? What is it about that type of experience that I feel? Like, why Why do I do that? And I think once I started doing that, I realised these patterns that had formed in my life that I'd been totally unaware of. And I think I became more, kind of so much less naive about everything that had happened in my life. And it was really kind of like, oh, didn't expect that to happen. That was unexpected and then I think once you start unpacking that there's also the flip side of realizing all of these things are happening have happened to me and this is why I react in a certain way and that kind of helps you to heal your relationship with yourself but you also need to be doing positive things to make that relationship with yourself really good and I think this is where it kind of comes into more about developing who you are so there's an important to go go back and heal who you are but there's also an importance in like stepping forward and developing a character and a personality of yourself independently and the biggest thing for this is trying new things trying new hobbies getting bored doing things that would push you out of your comfort zone meeting new types of people just try new things I feel like so many people are like oh I don't know what my hobbies are I don't know what I like I don't know what I don't like just try new things just try so many new things sign up to things realize that it doesn't have to be the be on end or you don't have to do it forever you could literally do it for the smallest period of time but the fact is you tried it I've tried so many things it's probably because of the ADHD but like there's so many different things that I've tried and like I haven't loved them I maybe only went once but I tried it I tried it and I liked one, a few of the things that I tried, like marathon running. Didn't think I'd like that. I don't like it, but I've now realised I do like running like 15 kilometres. That's quite fun. That's fine. And that was something that I didn't know about myself. The podcast would never have known I liked recording podcasts if I hadn't have tried it. And I think this is why you can create more of a personality and independence from others when you start trying new things because you understand more about yourself. You understand more who you are and you create these other sides to your character because it's important to look back and think about the things that you need to heal from these like little kind of bridges you need to form over the streams to get back to that true version of yourself but then it's also important to kind of work out the other ways the things that can make you happy and I read this I remember where I watched a video and it was like do the things the younger you love to do and I think back over the things I used to love doing as a child which was like sports and it was obviously like talking and reading and drawing and it's all of these different hobbies that I used to have that I stopped doing like piano that was a big one that I started playing again I've stopped now because my piano can't come to London with me obviously but I started doing that again it's reconnecting with old parts of you like old parts of your hobbies that you used to do as a child that you just stopped doing and you never really questioned why you stopped doing them. You just stopped doing them because you started to grow up. But fundamentally, because you were so young and those things made you so happy, those were the things that were like really true to you. And I think that's how you start healing the relationship with yourself is not only do you heal the bridges, like you start to recognise the patterns of like trauma in your life and how that's implicating your reaction to different things now, but you also go back to the things that used to make you happy when you were younger and you try them again and you work out what is it about those experiences that I really enjoy? What is it about those things that make me really like feel really happy and feel really content? And I think all of these things, when you put them together, 
culminate in you healing that relationship with yourself because you learn to battle the good bad things and you learn to create more of the good things and in doing all of these things it's like you're taking one step closer constantly to getting back to that initial version of you and I think whilst you're doing these things whilst you're developing such a strong understanding of who you are as as a person you learn to love this person and I think this has been the biggest final step in healing that relationship with myself is learning to love that person as much as I love others around me learning to see the person, like value myself as a person, I think it's really easy to disassociate yourself from yourself and kind of like stand back and like not really think about yourself as a person like you see other people as people. And it's a really important thing to start doing because once you can start doing that, you can offer the love that you give so easily to everyone else, to yourself. And I think once you start creating a relationship with yourself, you realise there is something in there for you to love. Like I mean, like there's like, there's something inside of you, like you are a thing in yourself and that's like a silly thing to acknowledge but sometimes I think it's really easy to be on like a robot mode and forgetting that you're also a person that's independent and like you are also a person that's increased self-awareness makes you feel more aware of your surroundings and of your own being and I think that's why it's really important that's like the final step to learning to love who you are and love the person who you are becoming all of these different things by curating that relationship with yourself, by doing more hobbies, by trying new things, by reconnecting to things that made you happy as a child, you then take steps towards loving yourself and seeing yourself and having more self-awareness about yourself and visualising yourself as a whole person. And equally, whilst you unpack the previous trauma and scars that you have and you learn how to cross over those bridges, you get closer and closer and closer to that truest self because you start recognising the patterns in your life and you stop letting them implicate you anymore. You kind of, you just, you find another way to get to the person you used to be. And I think when I look back about like how I was as a child, so many people are like, oh, I wish I was like them again. Like children are so carefree and everything. And I'm not saying you can go straight back to that person, but you can get close to that person, you know, they're not gone, they're still you, you are that person, but it's about making sure that you create a relationship with yourself where you are able to act how that child acted, like you're able to be that carefree, you're able to just see everything in the most positive light because these things that have happened to you don't implicate you anymore because you realise what happened, you realise why it happened and you realise it was nothing to do with you and you realise that that's not true anymore because positive versions of those experiences have happened which have retrained your brain to view those situations in a more positive light so then when you go back and you look over it and you think oh shit this bad thing is going to happen I feel really overwhelmed like this is an irrational response to something you realize that it's not irrational anymore because that you're not going to have that response anymore because I met new people the other week and it was really lovely and I enjoyed myself so I'm going to take a deep breath and realize this is just the way that my brain is trained but then also by doing all of those new types of things, you increase that self-awareness of yourself. And I think that really helps to make you see yourself as a full person altogether. But anyway, onto the question part for this week's podcast, because you guys asked some great questions about this and I want to answer them. Okay, let's go to the questions for this week's podcast, because you guys asked really good questions for this one. What kind of things are indicators that you need to heal the relationship with yourself? I think it's like those are rational responses to things that aren't, rational like it's irrational responses to things that aren't that scary it's like me feeling so overwhelmed and anxious and thinking worst case scenario about those things that have happened because I'm expecting something awful to happen to me and I need to heal that relationship with myself so I don't expect 
so many other things to happen. So I don't expect so many bad things to happen, if that makes sense. Like I need to heal that relationship with myself so I feel content with myself that I know meeting new people is not the most terrifying experience and that I'm okay on my own and that it will be okay. I think that's the biggest indicator for me is when I have these irrational responses to things that don't really make sense. How can I be as kind and understanding to myself as I am to my friends and family? I think, again, this one also leads on nicely from the podcast episode. It's about curating. It's about that increased self-awareness of seeing yourself as a person, as an actual like being who deserves love just as much as you love everyone else. Remember that thing about putting that picture of yourself as like a younger child on your mirror and seeing her every single day or seeing him or seeing them or whoever you are, seeing... By seeing that person on your window every single day, you start to remember like where you stemmed from, that you are a person on yourself and you stop disassociating. And I also think doing those things that get to know yourself a bit more, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, trying new things, creating new hobbies, they all make you see yourself as a person because you start to realise the other hobbies and stuff that you have in your life. And I think that's really important. I think those have been things that have really helped me kind of start to see myself as a proper person because you start to take time for yourself. Any good journal prompts to help with this? If you are part of the newsletter, then you will get journal prompts for this week's episode. You just need to make sure that you're signed up to the newsletter. But I think my ones for healing the relationship with yourself would probably be along the lines of recognising the thought patterns and the experiences where my irrational responses tend to dominate my mind and working out why and working out like what is it in my relationship with myself that isn't that good? What is it that's making me not happy? What is it the things that are making me feel not great? And recognising and asking, like, why is that? Why are these things stuff that make me feel upset? Why do they make me feel kind of out of place? And then working out those patterns are and kind of building those bridges and then putting myself in those situations and having a positive response from them. So I recognise that this irrational response isn't protecting me anymore. And I think also unpacking those things and like questioning when you've had positive experiences that have counteracted this negative experience that dominates in your mind so that you can logically reason to yourself against it. And if you have all of these on paper, it's really easy to read back over and be able to convince yourself otherwise. And then I also think it's a really fun one to like journal back and think about what things made me happy as a child and like journal about them and try and work out what was like the common thread of themes of things that made you happy as a child and like what did you like about them and what are the standout hobbies that you used to love as a child and then trying to work out ways you can incorporate more of those types of activities into your life oh sorry I just dropped my phone but I find those types of journal prompts are really important in healing a relationship with yourself because it's about that increased self-awareness about yourself and getting to know yourself and kind of healing the past but also stepping forward into the future I think that's like a two two-pronged approach you know would you ever have another person like a guest to chat with on the podcast yes I would I've thought about this quite a lot about guests on the podcast I would have one I'm quite like particular about who I would have on the podcast because I feel like it's a FaceTime call between us and they would have to be able to be like, I don't know, it would have to be someone that I felt very comfortable talking to or like, even if I didn't know them, I'm not saying I have to know them, but it would have to be someone that equally makes that a comfortable experience, you know? Like, I don't really know who it would be, but it would have to be someone that was like, made me feel comfortable as well. Okay, there's actually loads of questions, so let's go on to the not gonna lie box and let's see what's there. 
Okay, let's do a couple more. Let's go on to them. Oh, sorry, this takes me like way too long to set up and I really need to be better at clicking them all. I wish we talked more. Well, message me then. I, like, there's so many of it's like, I wish we talked more or I, I wish we could like speak more. And then someone just sent me a message being like, don't leave me on red, please. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> this is a tricky thing to message me anonymously. I don't know who you are. So I don't know how to message you, like not leave you on red. Just message me again. It's not on purpose, guys. This is not things that are on purpose. I just have a lot of other things going on sometimes. So sometimes like I'm just bad at replying to messages. So if you want to talk more, then just message me. If you want to like not leave me unopened, then just message me, you know? You know, so that's, you know, that's a thing. I There's so many things going on and I'm not doing anything maliciously. I'm just trying to balance everything at the at the moment. I have COVID. Any show recommendations? Oh, my God. I'm going to talk about the new series of You and the new things I've done this week. But watch that because that was really good. This Is Us is my favourite TV show of all time. It's just come on to Disney Plus And I would, that, that TV show is my favourite thing that I've ever watched in my entire life. So I would recommend that. Just binge watch that. This is us. It's the best thing you're ever going to watch. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm a bit tired. I've done a lot of travelling and I've done a lot of like seeing people recently and I feel like I kind of just need a few days to just chill and do my own thing. But I'm also enjoying it and I'm trying to like take in not having to do any work and next week is like my focus on the podcast week. So that's exciting and I have a job interview. So fingers crossed please be positively thinking for me all because I really want to get this job it'd be so cool if I got it so let's really let's be hoping let's be praying these are good things that I need to happen to me okay this needs to be a thing that happens and we can check one more message uh let's go for what's this one what was your favorite show when you were a kid I was a Disney Channel kid I loved Disney Channel more than I care to admit. Like, I loved that show. Hannah Montana, loved it. Sweet Life on Deck, loved it. Hannah Montana was my favourite. I can't lie. Like, I loved Hannah Montana when you speak to my parents about it. Do you remember when, like, it used to have the Disney Channel thing in the right-hand corner and they'd, like, have how many days on until, like, one of the films came out? It'd be like, I remember when it was High School Musical 3 and it was, like, two days to go, one day to go, one hour to go and, like, screaming for my sister as it was about to come on. Like, even though you could pause it, we weren't going to pause it. And it was just so intense and that little countdown, my God. I loved it. And then I used to watch loads of Scooby-Doo. That was also a firm favourite of mine. And I feel like Disney Channel was the one, though. I'm not going to lie. I love Disney Channel. But anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week. Quick little tiny break. If you could subscribe to the podcast, it would be a massive, massive help to me because it means that more people can find me. And also, once we hit 4,000 subscribers or 5,000, I'm undecided yet. I want to do 5,000, but once we hit that number, then you've got my list and going to do a giveaway. And I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. And we are at 3,300 now. So we've got, we've got a bit of a way to go. So we need to, we need to make sure that following count increases so then we can have the giveaway. But it massively helps more people find me. It means that I can do bigger and better things with the podcast. So please let me know if you do. And I will be very grateful. But anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. So the new things that I've done this week is finish you and I really think you should all watch it too because it was really really good and that like the change the thing that happens none of you guys are going to be mentally prepared because I was not mentally prepared for the plot twist that you're about to experience so definitely 
definitely watch that. I also, I went to the Central Library in Manchester to do work, which I've never done before, and it was so lovely, and I would recommend doing that as well. I'm going to go for dinner today at Ave Maria, I think. I think that's where mum wants to go, so I'm not sure what that's like. If it's nice, I will report back, but that was really good. That looks really good, I mean. And another new thing that I've done this week, oh, I went to This and That in Manchester, um, which was a really nice curry house would definitely recommend that and Troft as well Troft is my new favorite pub in Manchester I just think it's just lovely and it's so nice inside and like the drinks are always good I really like it there we were gonna go to the cinema to see what's that new film it was like a horror film that's come out but I just didn't fancy the cinema didn't fancy having to sit inside and be quiet for two hours so that didn't end up happening but I'm gonna go to the theatre next Thursday so I'll report back on how that goes I'm also really enjoying my book at the moment I've started like you know when you were reading it but now I'm like 60 pages in so I'm quite like into the story and I really like how it's written and I can understand why it's won so many awards so the book is called Passage North and I am enjoying it it feels like we're still like learning a lot of description but I kind of like how it keeps going off and describing certain parts more than other parts I don't know if that makes sense um like it keeps like going on like little side journeys and like I just read a chapter and it was about the grandma's point of view and her life and kind of her character which she'd always been like hinted at for the past like 50 pages little things about her character but it kind of unpacked some of the things about her character and I just really like the narrative voice in the book it's really it makes you want to read it it's really good and so I would recommend reading that other things I've been doing new this week, not running, not exercising. Guys, I'm not going to lie, I've just been enjoying myself. I've just been eating, drinking, not really sleeping. I'm going to have a big sleep on Monday night, I can tell you that. Oh, the thought of travelling again is making me feel a bit sick. But you know when you've just done so many travelling that the thought of travelling makes you feel even travel sick? That's the stage that I'm at. So that's not that's not what we're looking for. But anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you're having a lovely week. And when you do listen to this, think of me. Because I, if it's on Sunday, will be running my half marathon. So let's all pray for Bella, please. And thank you. And for my job interview. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok. If you want to be part of the newsletter. If you want to be getting just updates on my life, really. I just spam you all. If you want to be in the, like, questions hearts podcast, you need to be on the Instagram account and also on the TikTok because I post daily on there and also if you don't already subscribe and follow the podcast please make sure that you do because You've Got Mail is going to have a giveaway once we reach 5,000 subscribers and we are relatively close we're over halfway we've got 3,300 of us here so you know it would be very helpful if more people subscribed. That would be incredible. And if you also can, I promise this is the last thing I will ask of you, but if you can give me a little five-star review, that would be really, really great. But I hope you'll have a lovely week. Thank you for listening and make sure that you're back for next week because next week's one is going to be a good episode. It's on re-rejection is just redirection. I'm not sure if that's the name of it, but I think that's what it's going to be about anyway. But I hope you have a lovely week and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.